You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, Ready, sisters? Hello, welcome to OK Sis. Hi sisters, I'm Scout. I'm Mads. And if this is your first OK Sis podcast, welcome, welcome. Welcome. We are the female-centric podcast where we interview a female entrepreneur every episode. And we're real sisters. Re- IRL sisters. In real life sisters. Yeesh. Mm. And we just got, we're wearing matching sweatshirts right now, so we just got back from the Own It conference at USC, which was a conference for women. There was like 1,200 women in attendance. Uh, some of the uh, keynote speakers was Laverne Cox and the Foster Sisters. Mm-hmm. And we had a great little booth set up. And it was so nice to meet all of the young women. Yes, it was stellar. People were super enthusiastic and supportive of OK Sis, um, And we're so excited. Hopefully you're listening now and you had come from the conference. And we loved meeting you guys. And I hope you enjoy. And we had the best gift bags ever. I mean, we, hands down. We had Kopari. We had Outdoor Voices. We had Bloom. We had Crude. We had Love AJ. I mean, the most most highly coveted gift bags of gift the conference. Bags of the world, I would say. I have the world. I'm with you yeah, on that I'm gonna, one. I'm just going to go out and say it. Of the world. Yeah, good one. Yeah, we were back at my alma mater. It was very weird to be back, but also special it was really fun going there i can't believe you graduated usc i know three years ago holy shit three years ago yeah. already oh my yeah. god i remember your graduation like it was yesterday yeah i was blackout at that graduation but i was not i woke up very early to see you <laughs> not walk i barely saw you yeah, it was like the people. longest day of my life yeah anyways so yeah it was fun to be back fight on etc etc uh <laughs> also we have matching okasis sweatshirts so if anybody wants swag one, dm us for some okasis merch sure um it's gonna cost you well duh okay 
Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about those are the word of the week. Word of the week. This is um this word of the week was submitted by a listener. Ooh. <laughs> Who was my boyfriend? Ben. Oh, okay, great, <laughs> nice one. I like what you did there. A fellow loyal listener. He is very loyal. He's very sure. loyal, but it also is because I force him to listen to all yeah. of them. But he did submit this word of the week, and it, it is it is very um, fitting for us. It is bravura. It means a great technical skill and brilliance shown in a performance or activity. Or the display of great daring, which, you know Ooh. what, I feel like that's us. I feel like whenever you start something new or you start your own business or you start a new project or venture, it takes a great deal of bravery. That's not what the word is. Oh. Bravura. No, I know. I wasn't oh. saying the word. I was like just saying that it takes, you know, <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> whatever. No, but I love the display of great daring. Yeah. You know, just putting yourself out there, vulnerability. It's very poetic. Strength. Love it. What a great word. I feel like Hemingway would use this word. Bravura. Noun. The recital ended with a blazing display of bravura. Ooh. Damn. That is a great sentence. Ugh, what a word of the week. So great. Okay. Um, Next thing we want to comment on is... um, This one's an Instagram, tr- troubling. An Instagram post that uh, Taylor Swift posted the other week, the other day. Are you going to tell us what that post is? Yes. It was a selfie with Selena Gomez and Cassie David. I know. So Cassie David has now been. She has been inducted into Taylor, into Taylor Swift's, Swift's cult. Gang. We're and not we're, happy about we're it. Not we're not here about for it. it. No, we're not, we're here, not here for, for it. it. So we're not Taylor Swift stands over here on the OK Sis podcast. I so- I'm sorry if we lose some listeners from that, but I hope we don't. But we're just I've never been a fan of Taylor Swift. I've never been a fan. I don't understand the appeal. I am perplexed by her, the magnitude of her fame. I have mm-hmm. no idea how it happened. I don't understand it at all. That being said, the Reputation album is bomb as fuck. And I, I know I'm going to also lose some street cred for that, but it is very good. Hmm. Next. I have not listened to it. Still don't like her as an as, as a brand. Not, yeah. not, not into the brand. Not into the brand. Yeah. yeah. She does amazing, like good for her for the success that she's been able to cultivate. Like seriously, go girl. But just her brand doesn't like yeah. register with Very me. perplexed by it. But... Um, now she's she's reeled our girl Cassie David in. Oh boy, oh boy, what does this mean for Cassie David? Oh, Cassie, please protect yourself, please, and come on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, now that we've shit on your new girl gang, but oh god, I'm just I ugh, I don't like it. But well, oh, we're gonna um, have to live with it. Very troubling. Very. Time is also in the Taylor Swift girl girl gang. I think they've uh, subsided a little bit, but yes, they were they were very prominent for they a little were, bit like, there. They were like going on vacations together. Yeah, they were they were in there. They were in there. Taylor Swift just gets all the ladies. She gets the best ones too. I Lena know. Dunham. Oh yeah, you're right. She was in the Bad Blood music video. I know that was an incredible music video. Actually, yeah, that was dope. Although there was, I go again with dope. Yeah, stop saying that word. I need to find an equivalent. If anyone has an equivalent word that encapsulates what I'm trying to say, the same way dope does, because I don't yeah. want to start. What I, about I don't epic? Wanna, eh, I feel like that was like 2008. Oh, I say epic sometimes. Oh, well, you're living in the past. Oh, okay. Um, oh, a little update I would like to uh, spread. So I did this previously, but um, we both have gone back into journaling mm-hmm. and 
I've actually started a section of my journal called Daily Summary. Ooh. So it does it does take a little bit of time. So I, I, know, I, I know it's hard to sit down for 15 minutes and, you know. It's ref- not that hard. It's not that hard, but people think it's hard. But you sit down and you just reflect. And I and it's not very like, dear diary, today I want to, but it is, it is a summary of what you did. And at the end, I put an overall score of my day out of 10, uh, a mindfulness score, and what my mood was. That's really good. And it is very interesting to – you forget all the little things that happened to, that you, on had happened to you on a daily basis. And I'm so excited to look back on those days and be like, holy shit, I remember that being a terrible day, but look at what this, look, I listened to this cool podcast or, or I got a really good coffee that morning, mm-hmm. you know, like it makes a little things. Yeah. It really makes me uh, meditate and metabolize those more special, charming moments of my, of my day to day basis. And I feel like those would have been lost if I didn't sit down for that, those 15 minutes and write it down. Um, so I encourage everyone to incorporate that practice into their daily ritual. I think it has been, um, a really good positive. I'm going to add that in life. because I, I journal. I haven't been journaling like every single day, but yeah, I think it's a that good I way. should start getting and into it. it kind of catapults you into other journal entries. So, you know, since you're sitting down and you're there you writing it, you're yeah. like, oh, I want to I want to write about this one, you know, thought and expand on that in my in my journal. So, um, yes. And as per. Uh, the episode with our stepsisters, Stephanie, she inspired me. I'm not bullet journaling like full on, but she inspired me with the stencils. I purchased Mm. some stencils and felt pens from Amazon and I'm not a drawer and stuff, but I do like things being very neat and pretty in my journal or else it gives me a little more motivation to do it. Um, So I got these really, really cute and trendy like little stencils and I just like color them in. I need to watch more YouTube videos on bullet journaling because somebody introduced me to bullet journaling two and a half years ago. Oh, yeah. Like a very long time ago. So I'm pioneer. Yeah, I've known about it for a really long time, but I've never really done like a deep dive into like what it actually entails. Right. So I need to like go onto YouTube and just spend some time there looking at it because I think I really benefit from bullet journaling. Yeah, I agree. Also, uh, one other thing. There is this book that is coming out. Uh, oh, I didn't put the date, but it's it's on pre-order on Amazon. It's okay. very okay, sis brand adjacent. It's called Range, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World, and it's by David Epstein. So the Amazon summary states, generalists often find their path late, and they juggle many interests rather than focusing on one. They're also more creative, more agile, and able to make connections uh, than their sorry and able to make connections more than their specialized peers that they oh god sorry i just fucked that up and able to make connections their more specialized peers can't spy from deep in their hyper focused trenches wow are we gonna have to pre-order this book we need to pre-order this book i don't think i've ever ascribed to a description more this book i think is going to help channel a lot of the anxieties i feel about having a curious predisposition and kind Mm -hmm. of being all over the place because um sometimes it's hard because you don't have that like hyper focused one thing about you you keep saying that about yourself but i i kind of disagree because you're super hyper focused on okasis no of course i'm but i'm i'm saying i'm not specialized in one area and i want to attribute to this to this yeah, you're uh, right. I'm generalist. not specialized in one area exactly, either. and I and I think generalists get a bad rap, and I'm excited for this book because it's going to give justice. Where did you hear about this? Um, on um, 
Adam Grant. Mm-hmm. He was he's the author of um, Originals, which is one of my favorite. Books. I've never read that book. Holy shit, you would love it. And he he uh, he has a podcast called Work Life, and it's also superb. Everyone should listen to it. He has a newsletter that I love, and he had put together all the books that they're looking forward to oh, in and the new year. And this was one I was like, holy shit, this is me in a nutshell. And I'm excited to give justice to the generalists in the world. You and giving justice, man. You're all about it. Mm-hmm. Who started that? Uh, the Morning Toast. That's I have to I give thought. credit where credit's yeah, due. Like, it's from started that. Claudia and Jackie Ashre. I've just adopted a lot of their uh, language into my lexicon. So Got it. Um, if you hear some of those words, it's probably from them. Okay, so we're definitely going to order this book. We're going to read it for OK6, OK6 Book Club. I know. Which I just started. Yeah, we have Range. That's the pre-order book. Okay. And then Bad Feminist by Roxanne Gay. Okay, those Gr- are... Grit oh my by God. Angela Duckworth and Mindset by Carol Dweck. You know that's my like, s- anthem. I, I, okay, so I read Mindset. I read half of it and it got so repetitive I couldn't finish it. It doesn't matter. It's the best. Okay, regardless if, it's, if the book is repetitive, the... Um, the message is superb, message. but the, I got the yeah. message so early on that I was okay, like, I sure. don't need to finish the rest of this book. Okay. Also, On Love by Alain de Paton. I'm reading that right now. It's really good. Oh, I'm like 50, the OK Sis Book Club. I'm like 50 pages in. It's Isn't really it? good. I told you. Isn't Very his good. prose just like, oh, His prose is yummy. It's, it's delicious prose. It's delicious. OK, let's talk about um, who we interviewed for this episode. Yes. OK, we interviewed Stephanie Dawn Elizabeth. Um, just such a beautiful soul. She is a certified inner kindness coach. Which I is mean, hello. so amazing. Certi- you can be certified in inner kindness. What Which is fuck? amazing. 2019 is amazing. Love it. And she's a mentor for girls. She has an incredible podcast. Called the Girl Kind Podcast. Mm-hmm. And she's empowering as fuck. And she was so game. We were, we kind of got into a little heated, uh, uh, debate on this because uh, uh, well I don't want to spoil, spoil it but one of your current fixations I had a very differing opinion on and she was so good at mediating between us two oh, you gosh. could tell yeah. the certification and inner kindness really kicked in kicked there kicked in there <laughs> it's like when we interviewed Guyane and she started doing therapy on therapy us. yeah that's kind of like Stephanie's vibe she was super beautiful such a beautiful soul. yeah I think you guys so are cozy. really gonna like this episode absolutely Okay, should we get into it? Enjoy, sisters. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. 
Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Introducing Stephanie Dawn Elizabeth, certified inner kindness coach, podcaster, and all-around lover of girl power. Her mission in life is to reach and empower as many girls as possible to recognize and own their worth. As a host of the Girl Kind podcast, she gets to have raw, real, and vulnerable conversations about the tough and juicy stuff. The Girl Kind podcast is dedicated to inner kindness, self-acceptance, and all things meaningful living. Weekly episodes give you fresh ideas, helpful, practical, and empowering tips and tools, tons of storytelling, and ever-inspiring interviews. Without further ado, Stephanie. Hi. Hi. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat. You're like the self-acceptance queen. Yeah, seriously. We need some of that. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get, we're gonna pick your brain on all the tips. Yeah, can like your aura like rub off on us, please? <laughs> I mean, it better after this podcast, that's for sure. I hope so. <laughs> okay, so as we always do, let's uh, run through our current round of fixations. Sounds good. Shall I start? Yes, you shall. Okay, so my current fixation this week is a book. I'm not finished with it yet, but it's How to Win Friends and Influence no, People. No, no. Okay, sorry. Keep going. What? Sorry. Is your problem? Oh, God. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) By Dale Carnegie. I'm getting shunned from all angles right now. It's a good read. 
And it has a lot of practical advice in there. Some of it's a little bit common sense, but like you need that reminder. Like he has a whole chapter on why it's important to smile, which I really like. Like, and one, I have way too many friends and I don't want to win any more friends, but it really helped. Like true story. Like I have too many, Um, but it helps kind of teach you how to navigate conversations with people, how to be hospitable, how to kind of tap into what the other person wants and needs and how to create partnerships, collaborations, business ventures that are mutually beneficial um, to both you and the other person. And I think it's like one of those that like everybody should read once in their life. Um, I've been meaning to read it for a while now. I've heard it pop up on a bunch of podcasts and Instagram and whatever. Um, So I finally dove into it and I'm really enjoying it so far. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts. Oh, here we go. So my boyfriend actually recommended me this book. He said it changed his life. It's one of the best basic toolkits that you should always have. Okay, great. This book... And you should – I know that you're on this super high of it because it's very popular and it is well-renowned and whatever. But you should read some of the commentary because the only thing I didn't like about this book was it had this essence of you should be quiet. You should sit down. Listen to everyone else. Don't defend yourself. Don't ever bring your opinion into a conversation or bring it. You know, it's like it's really all about the other person. I know. But you see, I tried it out at a party last week. Oh, of course. Of course it works. Of course it works. Because, yeah, to win. Of course. Yes. To win friends, you should just accept the other person's opinion and and nod at what they say and praise them. Of course. But it doesn't it doesn't bring in your side and you need to stand up for yourself and i don't know i just didn't like his approach listen of course at one point or another you're going to talk about your but that's the whole premise of his book is that you literally should not ever i don't think that that's the premise i think he just says in the beginning in order to have a good first impression Mm -hmm. asking questions about the other person is a really good way to go about that totally i don't think he means that in your whole entire life never say your opinion never get into a mutually beneficial conversation i think he just means at first one of the key secrets to getting people interested in you and to getting people to like you is to ask questions about them absolutely and being a good listener is something that i think a lot of people have struggle with so i think he's just trying to emphasize being a good listener I don't think he necessarily means never talk about yourself no of course and I mean we've talked about a curious mind Brian Grazer he's all about he kind of he taps into some of um the 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 you know topics in the book of always remembering someone's name and asking them questions about their lives because obviously people like to talk about themselves so they automatically like you because Mm -hmm. they think you're super invested in them. Of course, I I agree that these are good tactics if you want to influence people. Um, But I don't know. His aggressiveness and super like this is the only book you'll need to survive and be successful. Okay. And like, I okay. am the, I think you're I'm taking the master. <laughs> I don't know. I just really did Stephanie, not enjoy do it. you have any thoughts about this book? Well, it's interesting. I've, I've never read it. So I can't speak like directly to how he talks about it, but I've been talking about this a lot. It's come up a lot in my life, but also in the lives of my clients and just an overall general theme for women, I feel, is that we generally really naturally hold space for other people. Mm-hmm. And that just allows them to be seen, and then therefore that's influential for them to like us. But 
on the reverse of it, we generally aren't supernatural at allowing other people to hold space for us. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yes, so yes. I can see it like being – it makes sense for if you want to be influential, if you want people to like you, all of that. But I think there has to be like equal energy on allowing people to do that for you as well. Yeah, and that's been the criticism on it. It's been – and especially as women, when I read it as a woman, I'm like – we do this anyways. Like we mm-hmm. already sit back and let the other person talk and are super engaged in their stories. But it's like, no, we need to step up, lean in, be involved. That's what, my biggest what, like what my thing about biggest it. astonishment was was I tried this tactic out at a party and nobody asked me a question about myself. Right. There. Exactly. Scout. Oh, this is Okay, this is why I just said this. Okay, no, you're getting a little too aggressive about this. I just I have a lot of thoughts on it. I only just have so much thoughts like because it's What such about a, the chapter on names? That's a no, really no, good that chapter. That chapter 100% I agree and I am so bad at remembering names, Same. but that is something that I do believe is very um is one of the most important things is if you remember someone's name the next time you meet them, they're going to just, they don't even care what you're going to say yeah. next. They are going to like be by your side and advocate for you no matter so, like, what. You don't have to take everything in the book with like, yeah, a, like course. a, like a polarizing opinion, but there are a lot of things in there that help you become a better listener that help yes. you relate to people more that help you gain confidence in social situations. I agree. So that is my current fixation okay. and we are moving on. <laughs> That was a long one. Wow. Okay, sorry. A little debate before we get the podcast going. A nothing heat. Nothing like a little heat, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie, welcome. Welcome to Thank Okay. You. Thank you. Um, okay, so my current fixation, it's definitely not as uh, uh, polarizing. polarizing. Yeah. <laughs> Is the Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen. So I've tried a lot of different sunscreens because um, everyone put on your sunscreen Amen. this is the ultimate anti-aging tool that you can do for your face. So I've been putting, I've been trying a lot of different sunscreens. Um, all of them make me oily. All of them feel so gross when they go on. And I hate, hate putting it on after my moisturizer. But this sunscreen, it feels like velvet on your face. I don't know why the consistency is unbelievable. And it's clear, so it's not, it's not opaque. It's not white. So you already feel like you're just putting on some sort of gel a little bit. Okay. Um, but I've never been so excited to apply sunscreen on in my life. Like, I bring it around in my bag and just reapply. It's, it feels like butter. Okay. It, it's unbelievable. I hear you. So if you guys are searching for something to get excited about putting on sunscreen, super goop unseen sunscreen done i feel like i need that because i always get like the natural and it's pure white yeah and it's just ugh. it's i don't know whenever i put it on i feel like it hasn't rubbed in or it's oily or it's just sitting there on my face but this one feels like your your face is a soft blanket after Mm -hmm. it's incredible okay stephanie your turn Okay, my current fixation, I had a couple that I was going to talk about, but right before literally we did this call, I saw someone post about Enneagrams. Have you ever done your test? No. No, What what is this? Okay, it's so fascinating. Do you ever do like personality tests? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay, so this one's called Enneagram. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. And basically I learned that I'm a two. So I think there's one to 
nine. Wait, I know. Wait, I know exactly what you're talking about. Is yeah. it? Is it a Everybody really? Talks about their number. Yeah. Is it a really really long test? Okay. Well, there is a long version. Okay. But I the short one because I didn't have time. Got it. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, so I learned that I'm a two, mm. which is the helper, and it's so fascinating because it's just so accurate. You know, like whenever right. you do a personality test, you always leave feeling like, yes, it understands me. Oh, yes. Where can we find this personality test? Um, I just Googled Enneagram. A whole bunch will come up. Like mm-hmm. the longer version will come up. Lots of different websites have like their own version of it. What's the one that, what's the personality test that everyone does? Myers-Briggs, I think. Yes, that one. Yeah. We oh. get what I am of that one. Yeah, Scott, we need it. We should do that. I on one the, time we should do it on the podcast. I've done. A f- Ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> really, really revealing in the moment. Yeah, I did. I did a five hundred question test once when I was sixteen, and the results oh were really unfortunate. Oh, so we just will not talk about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, well, you're now ten years older, twelve years older. Yeah, thank you for reminding yeah. me of that. <laughs> This one talks about, like, your healthy version of that number and your unhealthy version. So, like, if you're taking care of yourself, you'll be, like, the healthy version of the number. And it tells you, like, who that will be. Like, mine is the helper. So, if I'm a healthy version, it's, like, I'm helping people in a way that's not, like, for my own Mm. benefit. And uh, the healthy version, obviously, is, like, well-intentioned. That is so perfect for you. It's pretty cool. Like, I, you have to do it. Okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We should do it on the podcast. That's what I just said that. Sorry. Scout. I always Scout do doesn't that. listen to me. I know. I don't listen to her <laughs> I li- Did I not just, just say that? I know. And I thought of it again. And the minute it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, that has definitely already been said. <laughs> okay, so let's jump in, oh, Stephanie. Jump we in. have so much to talk to you about. Let's <laughs> Let's start with how did you get into spirituality and what sparked this journey for you? Mm. I love this question always, but it's always so hard to answer because it's, like, obviously such a long journey. Mm-hmm. Um, what really started from the beginning to now, what I do, from what I did when I started my business and all of that was is totally different from what I do now. But when I was in my early 20s, I was in an abusive relationship. And when I got out of that, I was obviously in, like, a really dark place, had no idea kind of how to get out of it, what to do. And really the journey of getting myself back on, not even really back on track, but really in touch with myself and kind of getting to the space that I am now is sort of what sparked my interest in spirituality, in inner kindness, in self-acceptance, in like all of that. So that's like the super short, super, super short version, but that's just kind of where it all sparked and started. But what resources did you use to bridge that transition into more of that self-acceptance? Because I think a lot of us experience those type of traumatic events and there, you know, there is so much, there's so many resources out there, but how did you kind of find that perfect way, not perfect way, but that journey to self-acceptance? Yeah. I mean, it's still a journey, right? Like, absolutely. I yeah. I never want it to sound like it's like I just decided I'm going to accept myself and practice inner kindness and it's a constant thing. Mm-hmm. It's still something that I practice literally daily. But when I started, um, I stumbled upon this blog that was dedicated to kindness. So, not inner kindness, but just kindness in general. And at that point in my life, I was so consumed by like my own stuff. Like, I think we all know when you're kind of going through something, especially if it's something that's traumatic and toxic, you're so incredibly consumed and isolated in your own stuff. And I was super anxious. So, that just kind of added on top of it. 
And so I stumbled upon this blog about kindness and I don't even know what it was, but something just sparked in me that like that was the thing that was going to pull me at least to be able to see that there was other people in the world and um, that like I could have some sort of purpose. At that Mm. point, I kind of just would wake up and want to go back to sleep and that's it. So I sort of started on this little mini journey. I was living in uh, a small town where I grew up and I would just kind of challenge myself at any point when I actually left my house and felt like uh, I could to just do these like really small bits of kindness where you know, like little things that we think we do, but we don't actually do, like holding the door and actually smiling or asking somebody how they are and actually waiting for the answer. Or when you're buying your coffee, really look at the person when they're giving you the coffee or you're giving them the money, like little tiny things Mm. that slowly sort of day by day pulled me out of the own, my own bubble of what I was going through to just recognize that there's other people in the world and they're going through stuff and like we need each other to connect in that way. So that's kind of, it it didn't really start focused on me because when you're in that moment of pain or you're struggling, it can be really hard to just automatically switch that and be like, okay, I'm going to focus on me or when you have zero idea where to even start. So I always say like start by connecting with other people. That's amazing. I actually um, always say like, if you can't fight for yourself, find somebody else to fight for, find something external outside of you. Because when you're feeling that low and you're really that depressed, it's hard to come up with reasons why you should fight for yourself. So if you can, yeah, if you can externalize that and pick something outside of you, that helps you stay on track. It keeps you accountable and it gets you out of your own head. Mm -hmm. I agree. And eventually you start to recognize that like, what you're offering to other people, especially as women and girls, like we're not actually taught this, that the stuff we're always taught to be nice and be kind to other people, but we're not taught that we also deserve the same thing and we deserve it from ourselves. But slowly, once you start to recognize what it does for other people, it does give you those boosts to be able to recognize that, okay, yes, I also need this, want that feeling that I give to other people. So how did you become, uh, through, all, through all this kind of inner work and figuring out, you know, about other people and smiling and all that, <clears throat> how did you become a certified inner kindness coach and what does that even mean? Mm. Yeah, again, super long story, but um, I started working at a youth center also in this small town, kind of when I was doing the same uh, journey of just being kind. And I started working with uh, youth where we would kind of like meet every week in what we called the kindness corner and just like allow space for each other to just talk about the stuff that was going on. So that kind of sparked my desire to work. When I started, I only worked with youth. Now I work with mostly women, but that sort of sparked my um, passion for talking, especially with girls about what it means to be kind, what it means to be kind for yourself. And so I took a life coach certification and really when you're a life coach, you can specialize in whatever you want. So I didn't necessarily take like a inner kindness coaching certification program, but I took a life coach certification and then decided that what I was seeing, especially with girls was that idea that I just talked about how we are conditioned to be kind to other people and be nice to other people and, make everybody else feel comfortable but the problem comes in especially for like young women and young women just grow into adults where we 
are just missing that part that we also deserve the same that we give to other people. So that's kind of where it all sparked. Yeah, that's definitely something I feel like I struggle with. Um, The negative self-talk and the constant loop and the, um, you know, I feel like, as you said, we're conditioned as women to be the best friend and, and give that advice and, but we never internalize it. And and it's so strange that, 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 that we're just, we're, we're, we're programmed to doubt ourselves and judge ourselves. But then we look around at all these powerful women and we uplift them, but we don't, Mm -hmm. we don't uplift ourselves. I was just at dinner with my best friend and I was kind of judging myself, shaming myself, negative self-talk. And I was telling her all about this and she looked at me and she said, what would you say to me if I was saying those things to you? Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, I would tell you that you're fine, that you're beautiful, that you're on the right path, that it's nothing to be ashamed of or negative, all that negativity. So I think if you can try to talk to yourself like you're your own friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I talk about that a lot. And the thing is, we don't, a lot of the time we're not really aware of what we're thinking about ourselves, you know? And so to like step back and actually look in that way that you said of, okay, what am I saying to myself versus what would I say to somebody that I actually love and care about? Because we are way harder on ourselves and we hold on to our shame about ourselves like way deeper than we would for, to forgive someone else whose shame like we see or hear or experience. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I saw that you wrote a book, which I mean, yeah. one, amazing. bravo, whatever. Thanks. Whatever, just write in a book over here. Um, so it's called With Kindness. Yes. So kind of tell us, like, why did you why did you feel compelled to write this in, you know, book format? And what can one expect to yeah. read within it? So kind of same as you were asking about actual practical tools. Because inner kindness and, and self-love and self-acceptance, all of that, it does tend to feel, like, really fluffy or just like, okay, but what does that actually mean? Like we all talk about self-love, especially now. It's just such a thing right. to talk about. But I wanted to have like practical ways that you can actually bring it into your life now. Or at least have this like space to be able to like look at yourself and what's going on inside. So it's kind of like a, a kind of a guided journal, I guess. There's um, space to write and reflect and like just tools for what you can actually do in your life now yeah and that's something yeah that's also something that I've been weary of not weary of but yeah the whole one this explosion first of all of self-care and it's it's like become almost like capitalized on these days but I've been trying to find a way to be a bit more pragmatic about it and a bit more practical and kind of and and yeah sift through the fluff as you said because it does sometimes it can get lost in this like beautiful message of oh love yourself and blah 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 and I'm like no no like we need to get real steps and real results you know and right. I, I it's like not just going to get a massage which could be part of your self-love yeah, practice but it's, but it's also about working on the inner workings of your mind and what's and, going on in there I, I just hate how it's how it's looked at these days as something that's soft. Um, And I'm really excited that you're doing something 
but it like is, very it, pr- no of course it it's is a- also exciting that it's even in our scope of oh yeah that pop it's, culture almost. that it's in the zeitgeist now it's, it's, it's totally it's, in it's the exciting but i'm scared that the the true work and the true message is getting lost and people are just capitalizing on it and now you know what going I mean? for massages all the and they're time. just going for massages they're like you need self-care <laughs> go for a massage and it's just like yeah sure yeah. but it's like no it takes it, a lot more work than that yeah because the thing is it's honestly the hardest thing you will ever do especially mm-hmm. as a woman Exactly. What what kind of tips can you give for a girl who's listening, maybe who's in a vicious cycle of negative self-talk? What would you say to her? Yeah. One of the things I think is the most powerful, especially in the way that we were just talking about it, is like really look at where do those things even come from and call a lot of BS because we don't just one day wake up and think to ourselves, okay, I'm going to hate my body today or I'm going to whatever like all of the things that we as women and girls experience it's so calm like all of them are so common for us to all experience so really looking at what is like the the one thing that goes through your mind the most that is negative or that that thought that continues to go on that loop like we talked about before and like where does that even come from so for our bodies the only reason we feel bad about our bodies is because people have told us to feel bad about our bodies. It's not something that we actually felt from the beginning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like looking at where is that stuff even coming from and like really calling BS and then eventually rewriting what those stories are. So for us women and girls, there's a million stories we've been told about who we should and shouldn't be and it's based on a lot of stuff just to keep us really really tiny and small absolutely so being able to look at it and recognize it's not your stuff and it's just stuff that people have told you in the past about who you are because you're actually so super powerful and you know our light is so bright that it shines on other people's stuff so they try and make you small So then being able to look at it and rewrite it to actually who you really are and what your worth is really based on, which is actually nothing. You're just worthy as you are. But really looking at those stories that are like the most ingrained in you that have kept you small and then deciding to change them. Mm. That's amazing. Yeah, that takes yeah. something and it's that such I rewiring. Yeah, something that yeah. I do to rewire my brain. I read this book. Um, I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's by Wayne Dyer, and he said that before you fall asleep is the most important part. Um, that like seeps into your subconscious. So what I do before I go to bed is I give all of these um positive affirmations. Like I'll say, I am confident. I am beautiful. I am loved. I am strong. I am fulfilled. And that seeps into my self-conscious when I fall asleep and I wake up feeling a little bit more positive with my life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, whatever comes after I am is the most powerful thing for how we feel. Are you a fan of positive affirmations? I am mixed with other stuff because I think it goes along with what we were saying about it being fluffy. It's just, you know, I think it's incredible. I think whatever comes after I am is literally the most powerful thing, but... There's so much more to it that I think sometimes the danger is that we talk about affirmations as if, okay, well, even if you don't feel it, just say it and then like everything will be fine. Right. It's it's back to those that action oriented mindset yeah. and actually taking steps towards being whatever you say after I am. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful tool and it's easy and it's quick and 
it's it's amazing for helping you recognize what even are your thoughts because again we don't always even really know what we're thinking about ourselves but just knowing that there is so much more to it and I think a lot of the times when people are in that space of not feeling good about themselves if someone just says oh just practice positive affirmations they're gonna be like okay right yeah totally Totally. It's a, it's a manifestation though. It's a way to kind of bring that, that energy into, into your world, into your conscious. Um, so you just launched something called the rising, which is a 12 week, 12 week intensive group program for people who are ready for the next level of intuitive magic, trust, and personal power. What this sounds like, amazing? <laughs> also, just like I love your your fascination with magic. Can you kind of oh. touch on that too? Okay. Well, so yeah, I don't know if you know because uh, I share it on Instagram. But anyway, about I don't know what month are we in? In September, I called off my engagement. Wow. And it's so wild what has happened since then. So I started my business like part time. I don't even know, like honestly, probably six years ago. And then I went full time to just like go all in and try and make it work and all of that about last September. And I always felt like, I don't know if you can relate, but you just, I just always felt like there was, so I was meant for so much more and I was like on the edge of it like on the edge of getting to that next level of everything that I desired and knew that my purpose was, but just something was out of alignment. And intuitively I knew that that what I did was what I needed to do. But I obviously, you know, as a human, like took a long time to get to, okay, this is actually the thing I need to do. But in September, so leading up to that, like the whole year of running my business was okay. It was just still that feeling of, I don't know what I'm not doing right, that this is just not working. Knowing that like what I was doing was what I was meant to do, do, but it just was not like taking off. And then September, I called off my engagement and literally by trusting myself and doing the thing that I knew I had to do, everything exploded into magic and like clicked into place and aligned. And it would, I have no other word, but magic. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I feel like when you put your energy, the, the places you put your energy is the places that grow the most. And maybe that engagement was a blockage and it just kind of opened the floodgates for you. A hundred percent. Oh, that's so fascinating. Okay. So talk to us about the rising then. So what what is the intention behind that? So the rising, so right now I'm doing the first round and then it's relaunching at the end of December for a February start. And really it's, based on my whole experience of calling off my engagement and kind of being in the cocoon ready to rise and it's funny because so many people experienced I don't know how your summer 2018 was but I remember like so many people experiencing like this cocoon phase of like everything seeming to be just so out of alignment or like you just want to be in the cocoon of like comfort and cozy wanting to rise and like wanting to be the next version of yourself, but like just not being able to actually get there. Yeah. Um, Amen. Yeah. And so the rising is kind of based on being okay with being in that phase of growth of being in the cocoon and what that even means of when you're in that cocoon space, you're actually growing in such a beautiful way. And so the rising, we talk a ton about, that and your intuition and how to trust it and just really 
have conversations that are so much deeper than just the surface of, you know, inner kindness, self-acceptance and all of that so that you can get to the next level of all the things that you desire. Because so many of us feel that way. Like we know, especially as women, we're super intuitive. We know what we are here for. We know what we desire. We know what like the life that we are meant to live is looks like, feels like all of that. Like we can feel it, but it's just sometimes in the rising of getting to that spot, there is, you kind of almost have to like step back and go deeper and connect with yourself first in order to get to that next level. Oh my God. So that's kind of what it's my, all about. My heart is pounding. This is ex- everything you just said is where I am right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, yeah, Scout doesn't agree with me. No, I no, am, no. Or, it, or you, you're it. in a different phase of your life. But, like, for me, and you you kind of said it about the summer, but I've been feeling this way for many months where I feel a bit stuck mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not proud of what I've accomplished, even though I have accomplished a lot. It's really hard for me to see those and to attribute those and really revel in them. Mm. Do you and think the podcast has brought you confidence in that area? Yes. So, I mean, this was before the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, no, I just, I've always, I, not, I don't want to say suffer, but I, I do struggle with this sense of I meant for something bigger. I have not, I'm not, f- like, fulfilling my full potential. I'm not there yet. There's this other huge thing that's supposed to happen to me. And... I don't ever want to say that that's not a true thing, but yes, there is this, I need to start living in the, in the quote unquote rising to that and not see this as like a stuck and muddy place, but rather as, uh, evolving and learning and maybe even a little bit of like self-knowledge, uh, practices throughout that kind of, yeah, as you said, the cocoon phase, like I totally, Mm -hmm. I totally resonate with that. I have a, I have like a different kind of relationship with intuition because I'm bipolar. And so I have been taught or I have been conditioned myself to not trust my mind. And Mm. so therefore, if I cannot trust my mind, where does the true me lie and trying to figure that out and I think that I have made great progress with that and I am able to tap into my tuition but for years I couldn't hear the right voice wow what's that like um terrifying it yeah it basically just everything good in your life gets painted with it's like wearing sunglasses like you're just seeing a different shade and a different hue and it's hard to find yourself in all that, although I have been doing a pretty good job of that as of lately. But intuition is something I, I, I feel really tapped into now. But there was definitely a point in my life where, like, it was completely out of whack. Mm. Yeah. It's hard because intuition also, you know, m- the it makes you – it goes against being risk-averse, which I personally feel like I do have some sort of – risk aversion I like comfort and you know basing some of your decisions off of your intuition is really scary and it's it's really risky and you just got to go for it and you know what sometimes it won't work okay but at least you did go off that gut feeling and I think and in terms I mean in your case it really you know 
brought everything to light and it was such a spectacular moment. Um, but yeah, it, it is super hard for us to kind of crawl out of that cocoon, kind of get through that and take the leap. Or that is so cheesy, but take that leap, you know, and that more intuitive step towards towards your your potential, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's important too to like recognize that the cocoon part is necessary. Yeah. Like we're not actually meant to be in the rise or in like that that butterfly part the entire time. Like mm-hmm. in order to grow, sometimes you have to fall. Absolutely. And for me, that's kind of what the rising was based on of it didn't I mean, of course calling off my engagement was incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. And that from the outside is a fall. Like for me that was a moment of like, okay, you basically have to change your entire life you have to break someone else's heart and all of that so like it is that fall but then from that fall like the rising mm-hmm. is unexplainable yeah oh I love that yeah, yeah. me too oh I, like it's just I like I had a spiritual breakthrough um when I was on my honeymoon in Tulum and then um, a week later, I was at a tarot card reading, and the two cards they pulled were a cocoon and a butterfly. What? It was so wild. I took a picture of it. I was, like, freaking out. It was crazy. Also, oh, my God, I just did a tarot card reading. How was it? I mean, I again, I was just, like, kind of drunk, and my friend was like, I have tarot cards. Let's oh, do it. Okay. Well, that's And um, I got a unicorn, which means I'm, like, in this creative be like thriving evolving time in my life and i agree with that i know and then my my friend was like uh hello okay sis podcast and i was like wow oh tarot cards i love pulling cards (laughs) and i actually just started like always pulling cards for my clients before and i never told them that i was doing it i just did it and they're always so accurate so accurate it was scary i was very skeptical but i I was like you know what i am a unicorn I yeah. am. You sing it, girl, loud and proud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, we need to talk about your podcast. Yes, please. Because you, you are you're actually the first like podcast host we've had on OK Sis. Oh, cool. So this is really exciting because we can kind of like talk podcast lingo. Yeah. Um, so talk to. I mean, you're obviously killing it. Um, it has uh, it has definitely tapped and tapped into some sort of nerve and people are obsessed with the with the girl kind like you need to t- tell us tell us how long it's been how did it evolve to what it is today supernaturally right uh, organically um so i started it almost a year ago january this year mm. end of january and it again it kind of was an intuitive thing where in I started a YouTube channel actually probably in like November last year and I hated it. I kind of Mm. did it because somebody told me to do it like a business mentor coach told me to do it and it just did not feel aligned. It didn't feel good. I hated doing it and then I just stopped doing it and I still wanted to have this space where we could have conversations. I always was doing like Facebook lives, but it felt like it was just me kind of talking to nobody or like talking at people, which I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like this, I, I knew, I know what my purpose is to have conversations, start conversations and like go deeper. And so the podcast kind of just intuitively randomly came to me as an idea Podcasts I love, but I never in my life thought that I would actually have one. Um, but yeah, it just kind of came to me as an idea. I literally recorded like three episodes, 
put it on iTunes thinking it was going to take like months or something to review because I knew nothing about podcasts or for it to be approved. And it took like 45 minutes and then uh, I had a podcast. So what kind of what kind of stuff do you discuss on your podcast? What can people expect when they listen into the girl kind? Yeah. So really, it's a space for raw and real and vulnerable conversations about what it's like to be a woman and a girl in the world today. We have conversations about literally everything. Um, Whenever I have interviews, it's really based on the woman's story and kind of like where she was to her journey to where she is now. But really, really like kind of what we did today of going deeper into, okay, but what was that actually like? And having the conversations that all of us really want to have, we just don't necessarily have a space to have them. And so just creating space where we don't feel so alone in what we're thinking and what we're feeling and what we're experiencing. That's so beautiful. And I love that about podcasts. I love that about the medium itself. It's, you know, it's long form. It's very raw. Um, I think our favorite our favorite podcasts are just, you know, unfiltered footage yeah. and realness about, about, I mean, real talk, like literally just, I think people are reverting to this medium because they long for the, for that totally. type of authenticity. It, it's so rare and connection. And I think when it's done well on a podcast, it's life changing. It's, it's great. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing, right? Like we all, generally crave that especially as women but a lot of the times we don't have people in our lives who we feel comfortable having mm-hmm. the conversations with yeah. and so if you can just like tap into a podcast where you feel like you're listening in on a conversation with people that you know or you feel like you know because podcasts do feel so intimate ugh, I mean that's everything right okay so let's say someone's listening and they are on the brink of starting a podcast or they want to start a podcast or they are kind of in the beginning stages what What's like some good tips you can give to growing an audience and a community? Mm. So many, but okay. I guess it depends if you already have an audience or not. I think really your intention is everything. If your intention for starting a podcast is just to grow your audience or just to like get in front of people, then personally, I don't know, I guess it could happen, but personally, I don't feel like that's super long lasting because podcasting, I mean, I don't know what your experience is, but it is really the long game. Like it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of consistency and it takes a lot of like just desire to actually do it. So if your intention is to just do it because like everybody has a podcast and it looks like it's cool and it, um, like will grow your audience or your business that might not work super well. So that's the first thing I think. And then obviously there's like little tips and tools. I can give you a couple, um, in terms of growing, but I think the biggest thing is to just be a normal human being. Like people are going to listen to you because they feel connected to you. And whether that means you have, I don't know, conversations where you talk about your own life and your own story, whatever your topics are, or that means like, even on Instagram, you're actually connecting. And when people are sharing, you're having a conversation with them. The more human you can be and the more like coming from a place of intention of uh, like actually wanting to connect with people, I think the easier you're going to grow. Absolutely. I mean, we, yeah, we've talked about this. The, it's just, it, it seems like people, especially in social media and in a digital landscape and spaces, everyone is wanting and craving that just human element. Yeah. And that's literally why we're on Instagram is to connect. connect. It's like it, we need to just like step back from the 
saturation of it all. I personally, yeah. I personally feel like obviously we're sisters and I podcast with my sister. Um, but I feel like you bring out like a real side of me and you and I can be really real together because we're related. I feel yeah. like that kind of helps jumpstart that authenticity in a little bit and like in a way, you know Completely. what I mean? Completely. I mean, cause we're, we're unfiltered we're as it is. We're completely unfiltered. Yeah. I mean, it's like you, I mean, we're blood. It's like, we're not going to hide yeah, anything from just, one like, another. She just freaked out on my current fixation. <laughs> like, could I have done that with a best friend? Probably not. No. Yeah. So the, I, we totally resonate with that. And that's a great piece of advice. I, th- I, I find that too. Any, any podcast that I listen to and that I love they to follow, authentically they themselves. are so themselves. They and that's, are that's what I curate on my Instagram. Like whoever I'm following has to be unapologetically themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And for you as like the, if let's say someone's listening and they want to start a podcast or even if they just want to have like a personal brand or business, it's going to feel a whole lot better and easier to do that if you're just being yourself. It's going to be, it's so much easier. I know that's, that's what people have to understand. It's so much easier. Like don't overthink it. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah. just like say what you like. I never filter myself on this podcast. No. I don't edit my thoughts. I just let them come out and whatever happens, happens. And if you like it, great. If you don't, great too. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do um, like pep talk episodes where I, I literally don't even write notes. I just talk about what's going on in my life. And it's mm. sometimes really uncomfortable for me, but it feels so good to just be able to have a space to just be like, okay, this is where I'm at. And it's mind blowing how many pe- women reach out and they're like, oh my God, thank you for saying that. Like I'm going through something exactly the same. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you're the self-care queen. So can you tell us some little self-care hacks or Ooh. tips or favorite like go-to thing right now? Oh. Well, I just moved into a new condo, so my favorite self-care right now, I'm just, like, in a really cozy phase Mm -hmm. of just wanting to, like, be by myself, do the things that I actually want to do with no pressure or guilt attached to it. So if that looks like I'm getting up late and I'm journaling and, like, pulling angel cards and all of that, then I do that. If it feels like I want to get up and... I don't know, go for a walk or go to yoga or go in the bath. Like I do that. I think like the best self-care hack is to ask yourself, what do I actually want to do? And then just do that. Mm. I Bring love it that. back to basics. What's, <laughs> yeah, what? because we get so, I mean, it's just guilt. So much guilt comes from like, am I doing the right self-care? Like mm-hmm. what she's doing looks so good, but like, I don't know if I can do that. You know what I mean? So just like, okay, what do I actually feel like doing? Totally. Totally. I just started journaling again. I used to journal constantly when I was younger. I filled a moleskin notebook you, every I year. I can't believe you stopped that. Well, I stopped it for a reason that we don't need to go into oh, right now. But okay. um, <laughs> I picked it back up. And it's because writing was, like, really getting me down, like, in the dumps. Yeah, because, you like, could write some dark shit. I yeah. was writing, too, like, dark stuff, and it was just making me ruminate in it more. Sure, so sure. I took a break from journaling, but now I am back, and I'm loving it. It's so serving me right now. Mm. Do you do, like, um, journal prompts, or you just kind of go? No, I just go freeform. Mm, and then I also have a friend where we text each other like just thoughts that are coming into our brain it's like an ongoing text message journal it's super great and inspiring and i just text message journal i like that this is what i do with lauren and with gratitude too we do gratitude and journaling it's great hashtag gratitude hashtag gratitude (laughs) i love that idea though yeah and it's it's nice to do it with a friend because you like bounce off one another and feed off one another's inspiration and it's like it's a very inspiring zone only we're never negative in there 
Um, so it's a kind of a good way to like jot down inspirational thoughts and then feed off someone else's energy. Amazing. What what other self care? Or you're you're a gratitude queen, Scott. I'm a gratitude queen. Yeah. I express gratitude. I just every got... single day. <laughs> okay, you get a gold star, Scout. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just got these like the coziest slippers from. Wait for it, Target. Duh. Oh my god, they feel like clouds on my feet, and I. Oh. Okay, I want these. Yeah, they're ten dollars. And oh they're God. unbelievable. That's my self-care hack. Just get some fuzzy-ass slippers. slippers to just walk around your house and you feel like a queen. I like meditating, I too. And I got them from Walmart. Yes! Cheap <laughs> slippers! That's how it... That's the way to go. Not the Ugg so ones? Good. Not the Ugg ones, no. Because, you are you know, your feet are schvitzy enough. Like, just put some, like, cozy... Okay, I'm, I'm here them. for it. I'm here for um, it. And then I also just got... I know, th- I'm, like, taking over over here. My All my self-care... Um, Look at you. Yeah, I know. Um, I just got a ice facial roller. Ooh. Oh, yeah, I have that. Yes. Again, $10 on Amazon. Just get you get the ones where like you it's it's supposed to be like relief for when after you have like a surgery or something. It's like supposed to be like it's supposed to be like not for your face. No, but you can't put it on your face. And oh my gosh, your skin just feels like you are putting ice on it and it's a cold shower, but it wakes you up and it your face is just ready to go. Exactly. I love it. Um, okay. Stephanie. Wow. I cannot believe you talking for an hour. Yeah. This has been amazing. I I feel so so snuggly inside. I know you're such a spiritual, like, like being and, and ideal and really great. adjectives. Yeah. I don't, I can't speak. (laughs) We love you. She's trying to say that we love you. Yes, we love you. We love Wait, you. Wait, before we wrap up, I want to ask one more question about spirituality. Yes. What specifically does your spiritual practice look like? Do you meditate? Do you use essential oils? Do you pray? What does that really look like? Yeah, so I actually don't really meditate. Um, someone asked me that the other day. For me, I just get quiet, which means, okay, so this is kind of like what my daily ritual, especially in the morning, is where I will wake up. whenever I want I don't really like set an alarm or anything and then I will go and make my coffee I do french press so for me that's kind of like a ritual and it feels spiritual where I'll you know get the kettle going and then I'll go maybe do something and then I will get my coffee ready and then I'll bring my coffee back to bed and now I always write in the morning and when I journal I kind of just talk to God, universe, I actually do cover all the bases, I'll put God, universe, spirits, uh, angels, guides, and I'll, I'll write as if I'm talking to them. So maybe there's like something in my life that I'm struggling with, or if I'm trying to like, if I'm watching a program, and I want to manifest a certain amount of women, or whatever it is, I will write to my guides, spirits, all of that, kind of as if I'm having a conversation. And then generally, I'll like kind of end it with a question. So I really want this. How do I make that happen? And a question. And then instead of med- like the traditional meditation, I'll sort of just be quiet with myself where I'm not on my phone. I'm not like trying to distract myself. I'm just silent because a lot of the times we, we want guidance or we want to feel something, but we actually don't make space for it to come through. And it's kind of mind blowing. A lot of the, it generally something comes through intuitively and then I kind of just do whatever I feel like doing. Sometimes I'll pull cards. Sometimes I'll 
I don't know, whatever I talked about before. So that's kind of like my must do morning. I love that. And I definitely think that's a form of meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Meditation does not need to be sitting in cross-legged. Yeah, there's yeah. so many ways you can meditate. You can be mindful and just... That's a really beautiful morning practice, though. I really yeah, love it. Yeah, we are, we are morning practice people over yes, here. We are. Yes, we, we are. We love mornings. Okay, tell me your, your, your favorite. Oh, okay. So I wake up pretty early, um, and I get out of bed right away. I'm a very big morning person. I make my bed. It's the first thing I do. Turn on the coffee. Go wash my face, get my coffee, and I'll read for an hour. And then I I do meditate. Um, I meditate for about 10 minutes. I use Headspace. And then I have a gratitude journal where I'll write down something that I want to let go of that day, uh, five things I'm grateful for, and then three things that I would like to focus on that day. And then I work out and come back home, shower, get ready for, and probably put on a podcast and eat breakfast and go to work. That's mm, a good one. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. I, I literally, I have to do that routine or else my day is completely done. It's like, I can't, really. I can't focus. I can't get through anything. I have yeah. a little bit of a different routine. I wake up, I have my coffee on self timer. So it's perfectly ready for me right when I wake up. I pour my coffee. I wait 10 minutes to drink it because I've timed it. And that's how long it takes for it to cool down to the perfect temperature for my tongue. Um, I am crazy and I like to work first thing in the morning. So I do 20 minutes of Instagram engagement the minute I wake up. That's the first thing I do. And I don't know why, but I love it. And it like relaxes me. It's very strange. And then after that, once I've had my coffee and I'm more awake, awake, Mm -hmm. I'll either read or journal, um, and then go to work. Wow. I kind of, I, I kind of get that though. The, the mindlessness of it just kind of like warming up your brain maybe. And it makes me feel really productive like right right off the bat. Like I feel like I've like already achieved something by the time I'm done with my coffee. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, I agree. I also love working in the morning. After I've done that, I go into work. Absolutely. Yeah. Your brain is just like fueled yeah, there exactly yeah, love it oh look at us with our morning routines so i love cute. it i love it okay oh my gosh Steffi, this was unbelievable thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us you're welcome thanks for having you're me you're such an inspiration tell everyone where they can find you um any like new projects pitch pitch yourself <laughs> well instagram probably the best where you can kind of link to everything which mm-hmm. is at stephanie don elizabeth like i was talking about the rising that is relaunching at the end of december so if you're interested definitely go to instagram and check it out or reach out to me and your podcast where can they find oh, it and the, podcast <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> the girl kind podcast and it's on itunes and spotify apple podcast amazing um and you can find me at maddie mayo for some silly content there you go <laughs> and you can find me at scout sobel and you can find okay says podcast at okay says podcast if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to rate review and subscribe it will mean the world to us yay thank you stephanie thank you bye sisters hey 
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 